Hello, good morning. My name is Dwayne Spearman. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. This is a teaching ministry that desires to make all men see what the Apostle Paul called the revelation of the mystery. Uh, today we are going to be in session number 15, and we're going to start down in chapter number 3 of the book of Ephesians, verse number 9. Um, last time we were together, uh, we... Uh, let me see, I have all of my studies here on uh, Rumble, so you're welcome to go over there and take a look at them. Uh, actually get more traction on Rumble than I do any other channel, um, but it is session number 14, verses 6 through 8 was the last thing that we looked at together. Um, so let's uh, just back up just a little bit, verse number 1. Just read it through for context, and then we'll pick up in verse number nine and see just how far we get today in the time that we have together. Um, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in a few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge of the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That the Gentiles, here it is, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister according to the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery? That's why at the beginning I said the desire of this ministry is to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hidden God who created all things by Jesus Christ. So what was Paul's desire in ministry? To make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Interestingly, translations differ regarding the translation of this term, the fellowship of the mystery. Um, here in Ephesians 3.9, uh, for example, in the ESV, Ephesians 3.9, uh, notice it says, And to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery, hidden for ages in God, who created all things. So the plan of the mystery. Uh, the New American Standard, which I do not have here, uh, says the administration of the mystery. And the Revised Version says the dispensation of the mystery. Uh, but the King James, and to make men all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. So Paul's ministry statement, which is what this is here, is twofold. To share the gospel of grace, which was committed to his trust. And again, Paul makes a big deal out of that because that gospel of grace was committed to him, to him first. And uh, he was the one that went and shared that with the twelve at the Jerusalem Council. Uh, and to make all men, second fold part of his 
statement here was to make all men see the fellowship of the mystery concerning Jew and Gentile in one new man, which, of course, now is called the body of Christ, which had been hid in God from the beginning. One commentator said that the mystery was hidden from Satan so that he would go through with the crucifixion. Uh, in other words, if he had known the mystery that lay on the other side, the salvation of the Gentiles, uh, he would not have pushed for it as hard. Uh, and we see that in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse number 6. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world, that come to naught, but we speak of the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. In other words, if the devil had known that crucifying the Lord would have led to the revelation of the mystery to the Apostle Paul, that not only the Jews but even the Gentiles would be saved, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And that is exactly what that verse says. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory if they had known what it would have led to. So let's get back there. And to make all men unto me who am less than the least of all the saints is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from, excuse me, the beginning of the world was hidden God who created all things by, by Jesus Christ. Um, and then look in verse number 10. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. So notice what he's saying there. Now everyone knows. To the intent now that unto principalities and powers. Where are these principalities and powers? In heavenly places or in the heavenlies. Might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God of God. So uh, he'll talk about these principalities and powers again uh, when we get over into Ephesians 6.12, uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities and these powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world. These are spiritual beings in the heavenly realms. So what he's saying here is to the intent that now even the principalities and powers that are in heavenly places, they know, um, they are, they might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. So literally they are finding out what had been revealed to Paul and it's being revealed to them by the church, um, to the intent that now into the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known how by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. Isn't that interesting? Um, yeah, I, I think of uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 8. Again, how be it I speak wisdom among them that are perfect, and yet not the wisdom of this world, 
nor the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak of the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, that none of the princes of this world knew. And when he's talking about the princes of this world, I believe he's talking in the heavenly places, in the spiritual realm. They didn't know. It was revealed to them. Uh, Paul was the first one to get it. He revealed it to the church, and now it's become manifest unto them. Um, I'm reminded of what Peter said in 1 Peter 1, verse number 10. It says, of which salvation, let's back up, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. In other words, the angels don't aren't aware of all this. They're not aware. They are literally looking down and watching this come together uh, because it was even hidden from them. What was revealed to Paul, they did not know. Um, uh, F.F. Bruce, he says of this, the accomplishment of this eternal purpose of God's has not in view only those who enter into the good of it on this earth, the triumph of his grace in overcoming an otherwise unsurmountable barrier and uniting the two sections of mankind in Christ holds instructions for the inhabitants of the celestial realms. So just as it was revealed to Paul, Paul began to manifest it, reveal it to the church, so too it was a new revelation to uh, those in the celestial realms. Um, F.F. Bruce goes on and mentions uh, 1 Corinthians 11.10 as another proof text. For this cause ought the women to have power on her head because of the angels. And again, he's not trying to go into a deep teaching, but he's saying that the angels are, are looking down and learning things uh, as it has been revealed to man. So the manifold wisdom of God has the idea here of God having an intimate relationship, revelation uh, to man, and then the angels are learning as man is learning. So when we get back to this verse here, to the intent that now under the principalities and powers which are in these heavenly places, might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. And that manifold wisdom is regarding the relationship between Jew and Gentile. And now, even the principalities and the power and principalities and powers in heavenly places, they know. They know the plan. They know what God is doing now. And that is what the Apostle Paul is talking about there in that verse. Uh, when he says, unto me, who am less than the least of all the saints, 
Is this grace given? What is it? That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the revelation of the mystery which from the beginning was of the world hath been hid in God, even the principalities and powers, the angelic beings in heavenly places, and the heavenlies, even they didn't know it, who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. The dispensation of grace has always been in the eternal purpose, in God's eternal purpose. That doesn't mean that God overruled man's will. It simply means that God knew. God knows. That's called foreknowledge. God knew what would happen. God knew that when he sent his son, his only begotten son, um, that he would be crucified. Uh, God knew that that would happen. Uh, Nothing caught God by surprise. And God knew that when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and offered the nation, the kingdom, that they would reject it. And God knew that he would have to raise up the Apostle Paul and reveal unto him this mystery, this gospel of grace, Jew and Gentile together in the one new man, the body of Christ. God knew that. None of that caught God by surprise. If God didn't know, God wouldn't be God. God knows past, present, and future. God knew exactly how the nation of Israel would respond. God knew how Paul and those that he ministered to, even you and me, he knows the end. He wrote the book, okay? Uh, He is the author and the finisher (laughs) of our faith. Um, So, and it has always been this dispensation of grace that was given to Paul has always been in God's eternal purpose. It was not an accident. It was not plan B. Um, And again, it doesn't mean that God overrules man's will. God doesn't do that. It just means that God knew. Again, the message of the 12 was always known. Okay, It was prophesied in the Old Testament, Genesis through, <laughs> through, through Malachi. It was, it was foretold. Uh, so the message of the 12 was always known, but the message of Paul was unique. And it was in God's eternal purpose. It was hid. Even the principalities and powers in heavenly places didn't know about it. That's what he's talking about here. And then he says in verse 12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Very important verse. Notice that the boldness and the access that we now have because of this revelation given to Paul, Jew and Gentile together, one new man, we now have as the result of the faith of him. Notice by the faith of him. It is our faith. Now listen to me slowly here. It is our faith in his faith that brings about salvation. Why am I making such a big deal out of that. 
Look at uh, Philippians 3, 9. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. Notice that his righteousness is gained, not by the law, but through the faith of Christ. Not through faith in Christ, but through the faith of Christ. Romans 3.22, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Not faith in, the faith of. Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. In Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It's the faith of, not the faith in, by faith in. It's the faith of the Son of God. In other words, it is not, if it were not for his faith, ours would not matter. (laughs) Okay? Now, I, I say all that because other translations um, love to retranslate these verses. Uh, ESV, our faith in him, through faith in him, through faith in him. That's ESC, ESV, NIV, and NAS. Um, believe it or not, the only one that gets it right um, is the, the, what's it called, the NET? Um, when it accurately trans- translates it, because of Christ's faithfulness, because of Christ's faithfulness, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence because of Christ's faithfulness. So the NET is the only one that gets it right. Now, I would assume that the, that the New King James gets it right. <laughs> Let's take a look at that. Um, let's see, uh, Galatians or Ephesians three, verse number 12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Ah, even the new King James, (laughs) um, translates it with in him. Look at the old King says by the faith of him, it is our faith in his faith that brings about salvation. In other words, if he hadn't stepped out in faith, salvation wouldn't have even been possible. So, so many translations get that wrong. And then he he concludes there in verse 13, Wherefore, because of that, I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Again, this is a, a reference to, Back to verse number one, for this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. So he's saying, in lieu of everything I've just said, I don't want you to faint at my tribulations for you. It's actually working out to your glory. In other words, don't feel sorry for me. This is all in God's plan. This verse literally means don't faint or be discouraged by my trials for you because they are for your glory. In other words, all that I'm going through is for you. He said something similar, which the 
the twin the twin book of Ephesians is Colossians. Uh, Colossians one twenty four. He says, "Who who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind all of behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh, for His body's sake, which is the church. Everything that I'm going going through, Paul says, is all of the the afflictions that I'm going through." is for his body's sake, which is the church. And that's the message that Paul has there. So um, so there we go. We got through uh, verse number 13 there. And uh, that is, let's see, 9 through 13. So that is this session. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. Remember that God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for our good.